No Vinny, so I'm going to just talk until you give me a heads up. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Over the Top Sports Radio on a Saturday morning, the last weekend in September. I am your host, Robbie D., hanging out here today with Big Mike. Vinny the Shark is joining us live from Tampa, Florida today. He is in Florida to see the New York Giants look for their first win of the season as they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tomorrow, a big weekend for him down there. Hopefully he brings them that win that we're looking for. Of course, Mac here today at the controls. And a big show that we have for you guys today, we're going to preview week four of the NFL. Of course, it got started this past Thursday night with the Green Bay Packers getting a win against the Chicago Bears uh, in a kind of a blowout, um, a terrible hit against Devontae Adams, one that uh, we should talk about a little bit later. I think Trevathan should be suspended. We'll see what the guys think later as well. We will also preview college football. Another good call last night by the Shark. He had Washington State. Um, pulled them money line as an underdog. So good job by you, Vinny. We'll uh, recap that. We'll look ahead to what's going on today in the world of college football. And finally, and I've been waiting for this, we will get to talk hockey, fantasy hockey, NHL hockey, preseason preview because hockey gets underway this week. We will have Mike talk about it, Vinny talk about it. He will give us some odds. And we will talk about all things hockey, and we hope that you guys get involved with us. Um, give us a call at uh, 646-716-5403. 646-716-5403. Yeah. And uh, now I want to bring in my co-host for the day. We've got Vinny the Shark joining us. We also have Big Mike here, and a big Saturday and another big weekend in the NFL, Mike. Yeah, Rob, uh, a lot of big games tomorrow. I mean, the Giants, to me, is a must-win. I already think their season's over. But uh, Tampa's banged up, and you saw what happened last week against them. And I think Eli Manning, there's no excuses this week. He should be able to shred this defense. You're missing two top linebackers. There's no excuses tomorrow. And, Vinny, you're down in uh, Tampa Bay. What are the thoughts down from Florida, Vin? All right, I think we get our first W. I really, really do. Um, I'll tell you what. I was talking to my friends yesterday, and it's good that they had that week one bye because Doug Martin's suspension was supposed to come back this week, and now he's missing the game because this is only the third game because they had a week one bye. I think that's a big deal. They got to stop the run, and that should really help the Giants out. There's a lot of Giant fans down here in Tampa Bay, and I'm really hoping that they get their first W finally and revive their season in some capacity because if they lose, you know it's officially over. 0-4, you can't come back from that. No, you can't come back. 0-3 is even very tough to come back from, but uh, they do have a beat-up defense. Uh, the Giants started to move the ball in the fourth quarter against Philadelphia the other day. Uh, they're not going to be able to run the ball. They never can. Gerald McCoy's still healthy. Um, but if I'm a Tampa Bay fan, and this is the way I tried to look at it yesterday, if I'm a Tampa fan, I'm one of those guys saying, oh, couldn't the Giants have one win by now? I don't want to play an 0-3 desperate team. That, that's what I would feel if I was a Buccaneers fan. So that's giving me a little bit of a glimmer of hope. And if you're a Giants fan, though, Tampa's coming off a huge loss, and they're supposed to be a, a very good team. And as a Giants fan, I don't have that much confidence. 
Tampa Bay is supposed to be a good team. They're coming off a, an embarrassing loss, and now the Giants have to go play there. I'm not confident in that game at all. And Vinny, what do we have, a three-point spread in that game? Three-point spread. They're expecting a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, they both have electric offenses on paper. Um, I don't know how it's going to turn out to be, but, yeah, it's a three-point spread. Um, I'm with you, Mike. I'm not all that confident. There's a lot of Giants fans down here. It's, it's a very big must-win. I, I emphasized yes, uh, last week about the 0-2 teams coming out. Rob made a big deal about that on last Saturday's show with you, too. Uh, this is an 0-3 team. They really, really need to win. But, yeah, Tampa Bay needs to rebound, too. They got killed in Minnesota last week. Speak, speaking about big wins, Vinny, you hit it big last night. Uh, you called the upset Washington State going to 5-0, and uh, beating Sam Donald and, U- and USC, pulling it out really late by, by three points. Uh, what did you see in that game? You, you're a big Falk fan, huh? Well, you know, USC is a very inconsistent team. You could get the best team in the world, and you can get the worst team in the country, you know. Uh, and Falk is a very underrated quarterback for Washington State. That guy is a very good player. They were home, and that's a big-time win. They need that win on their uh, state uh, resume to get anywhere if they have any shot of going to the playoffs. And that was a huge win. They came through. Falk is going to start getting recognized, and he should. I'm very happy for him. And USC, they couldn't come through. Washington State, we didn't need those five points, baby. We got the money line. It was a big win uh, for Washington State and a big win for the Wallace of everybody who listens to the picks. Another big slate of college football today, Vin. Wondering where your thoughts are at. A couple of good bets. I guess the biggest game of the day would be Clemson-Virginia Tech. Um, at least that's what sticks out to me. I know you're a big Tigers fan. Uh, what are your thoughts on the college slate today? I do like Clemson, and that's definitely the biggest game. Uh, that's the nightcap on ABC. Clemson has the toughest schedule, it seems like, because every week they're facing some kind of great team, and they're coming through. They're winning all the time. Uh, I'm not a big buyer into Josh Jackson, Virginia Tech's quarterback. And Virginia Tech's not an easy place to play, that's for sure. Clemson's laying seven and a half. I'd buy that to seven. I think Clemson comes through. This is a national championship team. Dabo is one of the best coaches in the country. We all know that. Uh, Virginia Tech, like I said, is a tough place to play, but I'm still going with Clemson. They can run the ball. They kill the clock. They just control the time of possession. Clemson's a national championship team, and I expect them to beat Virginia Tech today. All right, Vinny, so what everyone's waiting for. After last night, you want to know this week in college, what are the rest of the bets for this week? All right, I got three college bets for you guys. I got UNC plus 10. They're really not a good team, but neither is Georgia Tech, and that's a lot of points. I thought uh, Vegas might have messed that one up. A lot of points for the Tar Heels. Give them 10 points on the road. I think they'll cover that. I'm also taking Tennessee at home against Georgia, one of the better games of the day. Uh, Georgia is pretty damn good this year. They're ranked seventh, but Tennessee is three and one. They're, the, they're in the SEC as well. I like them at home. That's going to be a big time game. Uh, this, this is their season on the line. If they lose twice, they have no shot of uh, even getting ranked. Tennessee beats Georgia. They get ranked. I think they get it done at home. I'm not going to go necessarily money line, but expect a tight game. I like the nine and a half. It was, it was seven uh, opening this week, which kind of worries me, but I'm taking Tennessee plus nine and a half. And Ohio State, they're playing Rutgers. They got to keep making statements after that loss to Oklahoma. Ohio State minus 28. I'm not scared of that one bit. Rutgers is a horrible university. That is a JV team versus a varsity team. I'm liking Ohio State laying that big time spread of 28. No problem. Tease them down with anything you can as well. So I'm taking UNC plus 10, Tennessee plus nine and a half, and Ohio State minus 28. 
So, Vinny, did you see that uh, Rutgers was starting to troll Ohio State this week with some of their signs outside their windows? Three and one against the spread for Rutgers. Ohio State one and three against the spread. They said it doesn't matter who wins. All that matters is who covers. I thought of you when I saw that sign, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is all that matters. But um, that's just Rutgers trying to be Rutgers. They know that's what they have to play for is a spread. I don't know if the players necessarily think that, but – Listen, Ohio State's got to have some statement wins. They can't have a – they can't lose the Rutgers. They can't beat Rutgers by three possessions. they got to beat them by four-plus possessions because they got to keep making statements after that loss to Oklahoma. All right, well, lock it up. Put those bets in. you got about an hour and change before the full slate gets underway. Uh, Saturday morning, over the top sports radio, Robbie D, Big Mike, Vinny the Shark coming at you. He's in Tampa, Florida for the Giants and Buccaneers tomorrow. Um, speaking of Tampa um, – Yanks in Tampa this week, uh, earlier this or uh, Yanks in Tampa, um, might have put a cringe. You're the Rays beating the Yankees the other day into uh, the division hopes. Two games out with two to play, Vinny. Uh, any thought at all that your Yankees can win the next two games and get a little help from uh, Houston? I think the Yankees are going to win the next two games. I just don't think the Red Sox are going to lose the next two games. Um, do you guys know if Sales is going to pitch one of these two games? He's scheduled like to pitch tomorrow. To are they gonna, are they He's gonna scheduled tomorrow? to pitch tomorrow um, because they have the week off, if, uh, assuming that they don't get the wild card game. Um, and he'll pitch – if the Yankees win today and the Red Sox lose today, he'll definitely pitch uh, more than just a couple innings tomorrow because they're going to try to lock down a division. So, yes, he is scheduled to throw tomorrow. Okay. So, let's say the Red Sox win today, then they clinch. They're not going to throw a sale most likely. But um, having Chris Sale, even though he really hasn't looked good down the stretch here um, – I, do, I think the Red Sox aren't going to get swept by the Astros, but hey, they made it interesting. If you told me the Yankees were going to uh, have a shot of winning the division the last two games of the year, they could have signed me up to that. I didn't see this team winning 90 games going in the year. I didn't see Aaron Judge hitting 50 home runs being an MVP candidate. The Yankees are so fun and exciting. There's still so much to look forward to. They got Severino going for the wild card game, most likely. I'm giving the Red Sox a division, but it's a pleasure seeing the Yankees on their ass right now. And, Mike, the other day we asked you, uh, Colorado started to struggle. Uh, Milwaukee, St. Louis were nipping at their heels trying to get that spot. It looks like Colorado's going to be able to hold them off. Um, not a lot of intrigue this weekend uh, with playoff races. MLB added the wild card race so that there was more intrigue in the final week of the season. And this week it seems like almost everything is locked up except for, you know, the Yankees having to win two and Red Sox lose. It's actually three and three because of last night both happened. Um, and, and the same with the Rockies and Brewers. So not a lot of intrigue this weekend in baseball. Yeah, I think it's uh, disappointing for baseball. It's not what they were looking forward to. But, I mean, once playoff baseball starts, to me, there's nothing like it. Um, besides NHL playoffs, it's just it's great to watch um, the atmosphere at the ballpark. So I think next week is, is really going to take off. And there's a lot of good matchups next week. Yeah, the Yankees, like I said, Yankees and Blue Jays today, Stroman, Sabathia, Red Sox, Astros, it's McCullers and Pomeranz. And then the NL, as, as the Brewers try to find a way to miraculously get into a wild card tie. They have Junior Guerra going today. He's one and four facing Luke Weaver. And the Rockies in action tonight. They are playing the Dodgers. They smoked the Dodgers last night. German Marquez versus somebody named Kershaw. So it's possible. It's possible if you're a Brewers fan, you can get a win early in the day that you can hope that Kershaw helps them out. Um, we talked about it a lot earlier this year. The ups and downs of Aaron Judge's season. Uh, real quick before we get back into football and then some hockey. Um, we got a little feedback there. But uh, what's, what's going on, dude? 
Oh, a little bit of feedback. But anyway, um, we talked about the ups and downs, Mike, of Aaron Judge's season. Such a great start. Triple crown threat. MVP, you know, for sure at the uh, All-Star break. Then he had a two-month slump. Now it seems, Mike, like he's gotten the swing back just in time for the playoffs. Yeah, he's red hot again. Uh, just a tremendous season from Aaron Judge. Good for him breaking the uh, rookie home run record. Uh, you know, earlier when we started doing this whole show, I said sell high on him, uh, you know, for fantasy purposes. I didn't see him being able to keep this up. I don't know if a lot of Yankee fans thought he'd be able to keep this up. He never did something like this in the minors um, with the average, the average being high. The power was always there. The average was something everyone thought it was going to fall off, maybe a 230 hitter. He's certainly not that. He has become a, a perfect uh, hitter for that ballpark, for that lineup. And Yankee fans, you have struck gold. And Vinny, uh, Yankees most likely playing that game against Minnesota on Tuesday, and there is no doubt in my mind the Yankees are going to smoke the Twins. That is a team that the Yankees have dominated over this entire 20-year run. Every time they play them in the playoffs, Minnesota has to be shaking at Harmon Killebrew's 256 batting average boots that they have to play the Yankees at Yankee Stadium on, sun, on Tuesday night. Um, but when they get through that, or assuming they get through that, you don't want to put the car before the horse, Vinny, but you as a Yankee fan – uh, Cleveland and Houston are one game apart with two to play. Who would you rather see in the first round of the ALDS, Cleveland or Houston? The, the Houston Astros, easily. I'm petrified of Cleveland, and everybody should be. Absolutely Houston. I, that's who I want to face. And Cleveland-Boston should be a fun series, too, in that first round. Those are two teams that I think are real. I think, listen, my pick was for Boston to go to the World Series. I'm still standing by that. I still think Boston is going to come out of the American League. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go I'm with like Cleveland. In the I agree with Vinny there. I just like I just like sale in these short series on full rest, um, especially if they don't have to you know pitch him hard tomorrow to win the division. Um, I like him against no matter who Cleveland. I mean I don't care if it's Kluber, I don't care if he faces Houston and it's Keiko. I don't care who it is. I like him in the one game one and game four game five scenario in the ALDS, and that's really going to be the two better teams uh, in that other series uh, because the Yankees is the wild card team going to face the team that finishes first. Yeah, you could easily argue, though, that Kluber was just as good as Sale this year. If you if you look at the numbers, Sale went through a tough stretch. I think it was back-to-back games, which is rare for him, and I'm calling that a tough stretch. But um, back-to-back tough games for Sale. Corey Kluber was dominant uh, once he came back from the injury. Then you also have Carrasco, a really nice one-two there. I don't think Boston has the pitching to match up with that. Uh, you know, Pomeranz, Purcello, these guys aren't, aren't that um, – to me, the Cleveland Indians are the far favorites coming out of, out of the uh, AL. And bet you to steal a word from you, I'm going to say you're spot on. Uh, Carrasco is the number two pitcher there. He has 18 wins, I believe. Kluber has been better than Sale this year, absolutely. Chris Sale had a couple of rough stretches. He lost to the Yankees three times this year, which I can't believe he did. The Yankees actually beat him up. Uh, Sale's even down the stretch, he's got, he's got rocked a couple of times. Kluber has been solid. He's been the guy. I actually, and this is coming from a huge Sale guy, love Corey Kluber, and I'm loving the Indians too. But All right. Very scary. I want the Astros as a Yankee fan, that's for sure. But first things first, let's worry about these two games. Hopefully the Red Sox lose. And, of course, the Twins with Severino in the wild card game. So now a question for both of you guys. Obviously with Houston, I think Keuchel's going to get the ball first. But after seeing what Verlander's done, are you giving him game two? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I would too. I would too. Vinny. I think you have to. He, he's been great. He, he's been awesome in the second half of the season. Just phenomenal. He's got the experience. He's been there before. 
Yeah, and and, he, and listen, he was a guy that in the middle of the season people were selling low on or buying low on, and he's taken teams into the fantasy championship and done a great job. I know I had to face him in my finals mm-hmm. matchup, and he really killed it. Um, what a second half of the season he had. Uh, this guy really, you know, every time you think that he's down and out, you saw it last year when he had a chance and he should have won the Cy Young Award. Um, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball last year when he thought he was done. Bad start this year. Second half, he might be the best pitcher in baseball. Uh, just a great job by him. He earns all that money. And, and you know, he was talked about, Mike, at, at the trade deadline as a guy that a team like the Yankees should go for. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? Imagine what he could have done pitching this well for a team if they had traded for him at the trade deadline. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, what a trade by Houston to pull it off. At first it was going to happen. Then it wasn't going to happen. You went to bed hearing it wasn't happening. And you wake up and he's traded to the Astros. And I just heard the other day, um, I don't even know where, it might have been MLB Network. Um, Justin Verlander is rejuvenated again. He's playing with all these young kids. Houston is a young team. He's motivated. He's hungry. And I would say that they're my second pick to come out of the AL. And, Vinny, what I was trying to say was everybody was saying that the Yankees were going to get him, and the Yankees should get him. And everybody's worried about that price tag, and the Yankees never worry about money. And now it's, it's just so funny, man, that Houston goes out and gets him. And the Yankees are sitting there, and they were a little cheap. And they imagine the one-two punch that they would have right now with Severino. If you told me at the All-Star break between Verlander and Sonny Gray, I still would have signed up for Sonny Gray. But, yeah, considering uh, I would have loved Verlander seeing how well he's doing since the, the team switch. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really fun postseason. It really is. I, like, um, I really love this wild card. The MLB knocked it out of the park, pun intended, with the one-game wild card thing. Um, it's going to be a great time. I really can't wait. But yeah, if you, Verlander, Sonny Gray, I was, I'm still signing up for Sonny Gray, even though he looked bad. But um, at the time, for sure, I wanted Gray. And we will have all our answers, we think, by Monday night when we're on the air at 8 o'clock. There is a possibility there might be a playing game on Monday night. Of course, if that's the case, we will cover that when we're on the air Monday night, 8 o'clock over the top sports radio. If all the answer, all the questions are answered by tomorrow, we will preview the two wild card games when we join you guys on the air, Monday night, 8 o'clock, over the top sports radio. Uh, Vinny, will, uh, Vinny, you will or won't be with us that show? I forget. You will be in the I'm air? I'm not going to be here Monday. I'm flying home. All right, well, then we'll also be on Facebook Live. We'll be able to do Facebook Live. We'll be on the air. Uh, we'll get some uh, thoughts from Vinny uh, that will relate to you guys as well. But that's Monday night. Today we still got an hour and 12 minutes left. It's 1048 over the top sports radio. Uh, send us a tweet. Any questions you have, any comments, um, we're going to talk hockey soon. I know we've been looking forward to that. Uh, give us a call as well, 646-716-5403, 646-716-5403. But week four of the NFL underway. I touched on it briefly before. Danny Trevathan's hit on uh, Devontae Adams was the way that we started this week. I didn't like it. I thought it was a Bush League move. I think he needs to be suspended. I'm surprised he wasn't thrown out of the game. Um, nevertheless, Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers, and the Chicago Bears uh, – Unable to stop him. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on that hit in that game? Yeah, the hit was disgusting. And the players immediately, you saw the mouthpiece go up. You heard it even just watching the game. The players immediately were rushing for, for help to come over. It was absolutely disgusting. That's what the NFL is trying to get rid of. I think Trevathan easily gets a game or two. He's going to get fined. Um, I think he felt bad. He apologized after. I think there's a lot of frustration in Chicago. I mean, the game was over in the first four minutes of the first quarter. Um you know, and he's a good player. He came from Denver, so I think he's very frustrated. Uh, it was disgusting to watch, though, and he should be suspended. Vinny, yeah, were you able to catch dirty that, that was that was distasteful. That hit on Adams. I I feel terrible for that guy, and that, there's got to be a fine. Fantasy wise, you think he's able to come back soon, Mike? 
Uh, I think he misses a game. I think he's going to be in concussion protocol. I think he misses a game. I'm not sure who they're going to have. I think they have 10 days off. Um, they do have 10 days off. Right, the Thursday game. I think he misses a game. I think Montgomery plays, though, while we're talking about it. They said Montgomery's injury is not as bad as they thought. So, as far as picking up Aaron Jones in fantasy, you do want to pick him up. But if you have the number one pick as a waiver claim and you can, you're able to hold that all year, I'm not wasting it on this kid. They're in Dallas next Sunday night, Mike. Or next Sunday afternoon, 4, 4, 4.25 Eastern time. So, they're in Dallas. And that secondary sucks, as we know. So, I don't think Adams plays. I think it's Cobb, Nelson. I think Geronimo gets back out there. <laughs> but I don't see Adams playing. And last weekend, we got uh, NFL underway. Uh, Sunday morning, it was a blowout. Not many people saw it coming. Jacksonville over Baltimore. Another Sunday game at Wembley Stadium. This Sunday morning, we have New Orleans. They are facing the Dolphins, a team that the Jets just beat up. Uh, New Orleans coming off of a nice win on the road against Carolina. Three-point favorites for the Saints. Vinny, uh, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, how about that trap game for the Jaguars and Ravens? Um, which, uh, which game are you doing? Are you doing the Saints? Saints-Dolphins. Okay. Um, after that terrible um, – Jay Cutler performance. I can't buy into the Dolphins. I can't ever trust them. I know they're home, and I know it's Drew Brees outside. I like the Saints. I think the Dolphins aren't good. I think we got the real look at Jay Cutler last week, and I'm, I'm rolling with the Saints here on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints in a shootout. Um, you just, it's so unpredictable to pick these London games. I wouldn't bet on it you know, if I was a betting man. But uh, I think the Saints cover here. We saw Christian McCaffrey have his coming out party last week. I think it was um... – you know, uh, partially him, partially uh, Greg Olson being out for Carolina, but it's also that Saints defense. So I'm looking for Jay Ajayi to have a good day. Jarvis Landry across the middle in the slot uh, with a lot of short passes from Cutler as the Dolphins look to get back to um, doing what worked for them in their first game in week two. Um, I see them pulling it out over the Saints. I was big on the Saints last week, uh, but I think the Dolphins, listen, they've been to Wembley a, few, uh, a little bit more than the Saints. Um, I see the Dolphins with a little bit of a comeback. So I'm going to go opposite you guys. I think the Dolphins pulled out. I like Jay Ajayi to have a big game for them. Uh, but then the one o'clock slate gets yep. underway. What's that, Vinny? I said interesting. That's a good take. Okay. Um, Buffalo, um, big win last week at home over Denver. Um, not to the, uh, you know, not as much as maybe um, Minnesota, but Buffalo is a good team at home. They're a different team at home, but they're going into a buzzsaw this week. Uh, eight point. Uh, they're getting eight points against Atlanta in the new Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium. Um, I'm all over Atlanta on this. I have a feeling both of you guys are too. Yeah, I'm all over the Falcons. Um, Cordy Glenn is going to be missing tomorrow for Buffalo. I think McCoy has a not LaShawn McCoy day tomorrow. Um, you're firing up every Falcon that you can. I think it's a blowout. I think the Bills are going to be throwing all day. I like Charles Clay as a streamer at tight end because I think they're going to be throwing all day. As far as betting-wise go, that's Vinny's specialty, but I personally have teased the Falcons with another game, two-team tease, and brought that down. Oh, yes, tease the season. Buy those shirts, everybody. What a great shirt over the top sports is producing. Absolutely. Tease Atlanta down. They're home. They're going to win this game. It's just a matter of how bad are they going to win. Buffalo surprised me against Denver last week. I didn't think they were going to win, but, Rob, you're right. They're a better team at home. I thought uh, Buffalo was really going to tank this year concerning those draft pick situations, to be honest with you. I love Atlanta at home here, though. Absolutely. Uh, that's going to be – they have such severe home field advantage. Mercedes-Benz Stadium over there in Atlanta. They're going to win. They'll probably cover the spread, too. But just tease them down with anything you want. They're yeah, going I wouldn't to win wanna, this game. I would not be wanting to face Devontae Freeman, even uh, Coleman. 
uh, or Julio Jones. I think they're going to be all over the Bills this week. Uh, but moving on, uh, this is a terrible game. Uh, we might even give it 15 seconds each. Bengals, Browns, uh, Mike, just yes or no? Do the Browns finally get win number one of five this year? If they weren't playing the Bengals, I'd say yes. But I think the Bengals get their win here. This is an interesting game because of the spread, but I love the Bengals here. I think uh, like Vegas scares me. It's only a three-point spread here, but I'm loving the Bengals. I'm betting the Bengals, and it's the Cleveland Browns still. They're still the Browns. I don't think they get their W here, Mike. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm all over the Bengals here, and I'm all over Andy Dalton in DraftKings. He's uh, I think he's 5,700. I think that's fairly cheap, and you could get some really good value about that. What do you think of that, Mike? You stole the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say, Mike, I know you're the DFS, you're the fantasy guy and all that, but I set my fan duel lineups, and I, I put Dalton and A.J. Green together in all of my lineups this week. I know we have a listener out there that faces me in a head-to-head one. Well, there's your little cookie there, Matt. Um, I have Dalton and Green. I agree with you. I'm sure, Mike, uh, you have some thoughts on that, too. Yeah, I love that. I love pairing Dalton with Green. I think it's smart especially against the Browns. I like the stack option in DFS. Uh, two quarterbacks that I picked out, Trevor Simeon at 5,200, going against Oakland. Oakland's defense has been dog crap. Um, I would fire him up there, take a shot there. And you know what? Hey, Eli Manning, 5,700 against Tampa Bay. You saw what Case Keenum just did last week. I would give him a shot. Um, and I'm also Let's on go. the Bengals to win. I saw. I like the way the Bengals played. I was on them last week. Uh, they did a very good job. Uh, would have beaten a lot of teams. Uh, hard to beat Aaron Rodgers on the road, uh, but they gave them everything they could handle. Uh, this week, they put it all together, just like I think the Giants will, and they get that win um, in the battle of 0-3 teams, and that was more time than I ever thought we would give those teams. Um, Giants, uh, looking up at the Cowboys, looking up at the Redskins, looking up at the Eagles. The Cowboys are back at home. Uh, where their only game this year was against the Giants in week one. We were all there. Uh, they are facing the Rams, a team that's had an explosive offense. Jared got five touchdowns through three weeks, 817 yards. Um, Six-and-a-half-point favorites for the Cowboys. Uh, Mike, uh, we'll start with you on this game at Jerry World. I think I'm digging the Rams and the points. Maybe you make that seven um, or you tee that up, but – I think I'm taking the Rams. I think Goff has only been sacked like three times this year. He's getting incredible protection. Todd Gurley, as you called earlier in the year, Rob, he's been the Todd Gurley that we saw two years ago. Cowboys defense doesn't impress me. The Rams defense doesn't impress me, but could put out a good performance at any time. So I will take the Rams here getting six and a half. Interesting. And, yeah, Jared Goff really is having a pretty good special season. And the Rams schedule is starting to get a little tough, so it's going to be a little tested here. Uh, Dallas, I'm rolling with Dallas at home here. I think the six points is a fair spread, but I thought it'd be a little more, to be honest with you. I'm liking Dallas with the six. Um, they're at home. I think they get it done. Uh, the Rams, D, hasn't really impressed me too much. They've been in a couple shootouts already. Uh, I think Jared Goff comes back to reality, and uh, Dallas actually has some kind of a pass rush. So if they get anything going defensively, they, they should be able to control this game. I'm not so sure if the Rams are ready to win this game on the road. Uh, they've done a great job and impressed many people in their first two games. Uh, I'm sorry, two of their first three games, putting up over 40 points. Uh, but this is a young team. This is an inexperienced team. Uh, this is a team that they put up a big uh, week last week, but it was against the worst defense in football in San Francisco. I'm not so sure they're ready to win this game. And I think that the Cowboys are still the team that I thought they were early on. Is this Ezekiel Elliott's last game? I'm not so sure. It could be. Um, I think I think we got to take the over in this game for sure. There's going to be a lot of points scored. I think Dallas is going to win this one by more than a touchdown. So it actually take Dallas even uh, giving six and a half. That, that's just my thoughts on that game. So somebody in DFS in this game that I, I picked out, Cooper Cup. Uh, you knew we liked him earlier on. 
4,300. Dallas does not cover the slot very well. They don't cover anyone very well, but especially the slot. I think that's a pretty good option in DFS. Cooper Cup, 4,300. All right, moving on uh, to Minnesota, the place we went this year. Dallas is the place we were at last year in Minnesota. Um, We know how good the Vikings are at home. Uh, I have to say, though, the Lions impressed me last week. I did not buy the Lions. Um, I thought they – it was the right call, but they kind of got screwed last week against the Falcons, a game they definitely could have won. Uh, They could be 3-0 headed into Minnesota this week. No Sam Bradford. I don't think that's going to hurt them. Uh, Minnesota, only two-and-a-half-point favorites. That's a little bit sneaky, Vinny. Skull. Vikings are home. Sign me up. That's one of my plays, too. The Vikings minus two. I like it. I – like, I, I've been giving Detroit a lot of props this year, too, uh, Rob. But, no, the Vikings are home. They get it done. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm going to go with the Lions on this. Uh, just Stafford playing in a dome. He just always seems to me to have the ability to overcome things like the loudness of the stadium. And you guys know how much I'm on the Vikings defense at home there. I like the Lions tomorrow getting the two and a half. Mike, do you think that Thielen and Vikings uh, can keep it up? Uh, Sorry, what was that, Vinny? I want to throw a shout-out to Rhodes. He might be the best cornerback in the NFL. Look what he's done to guys like uh, Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. He's been amazing this year. Yes, he's been a true shutdown corner. Um, and, Rob, as far as Diggs and Thielen go, I like Thielen just because he's playing the slot there. I think rest of the season, PPR, I think he holds a ton of value. As far as Diggs go, I don't see this staying the whole season. I'm shocked at the start he's off to. He's a talented receiver. He had a good year in fantasy two years ago. I'm selling high. See what you can get. And there's been a lot of offers that people have tweeted us, and the returns that they're getting for Diggs is, is pretty incredible. All right, moving on. Patriots at home. They've looked terrible defensively this season so far. Still found a way to pull out two, out, two wins in three games. Um, Tom Brady, still Tom Brady, man. This guy is ageless. Uh, they're playing a team that you guys know I absolutely hate in the Panthers. But when I said I hated them, I said they had a chance to start the season 3-0. They were unable to pull it out last week against the Saints at home. They looked terrible the week before at home against the Bills. I think for once the Patriots are going to have no trouble with a team at home. They're going to move to three and one and nine and a half point favorites, Mike. Yeah. I have the Patriots uh, in the, uh, in the conference pick and we do every week. I think this has the chance to be a blowout. Maybe it gets away in the second half, but the Patriots have the worst defense in the league right now, statistically. And you saw what Deshaun Watson did to them last week. Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback He's not a great quarterback, and the Patriots made them look like a, a great offensive team last week, which they are not. I could see the Panthers in fantasy holding some value, Cam Newton, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I think they get some points here, but I think the Patriots end up second half running away. I think the Patriots could really run out the whole entire season after their week one loss. Uh, the Carolina is one of my teams I just never want to bet on or against, but in this case, they're playing Tom Brady. They're playing the GOAT. Tease the season. Tease the Patriots down. Tease them with Atlanta. That is a free win for you right there. New England and Atlanta, two-team six-point teaser. Tease them both down. That's a lot. New England's home. They're going to win, and I think they cover that eight points, too. A couple things on this game fantasy-wise, Mike, that I thought about this week is, number one, don't be afraid to start Christian McCaffrey. I know the way he played last week. You're going to start him anyway. Don't be afraid of the Patriots. Bill Belichick, usually a guy that's able to shut down one certain player, but the Patriots have been terrible against running backs this year, especially against the pass. You saw it hunted to them in week one. You saw it's happened to them ever since. Um, Brandon Cooks, only 10 catches this year so far in three games, but he's doing it for 256 yards. He's averaging 25 yards a catch. Um, but the one question I want to ask you, Mike, because I've seen this all over Twitter. I've seen it a lot of uh, even fantasy shows and people are saying it's time to drop Cam Newton. This guy is done. He doesn't run the ball anymore. He's not that good anymore. His gimmick is over. What do you think on that? 
So if you're in a 12-team, one-man quarterback league, I completely agree with you. He's not going to run, which was where a lot of his value was when he was a top-five quarterback in fantasy. Uh, Now McCaffrey's there. He's got the safety blanket. And if you look around, there are 12 better quarterbacks than Cam Newton fantasy-wise. So I'm all for that. Two-quarterback league, obviously, you're not going to drop him. Four-team, you're probably not going to drop him. But as far as 10 or 12 goes, yeah, I'm on board. All right, we got Jets. Got their first win of the season. We talked about it a little bit before. They took care of Miami at home last week. Jets back at Giants Stadium this week uh, as they host the Jaguars off of their huge win in London last week. Um, Jags road favorites, three points over under, only 38 and a half. So not much offense expected in this one, Vinny. No, I like the London Jaguars here. Um, the Jets, I was very impressed with their win last week, but I think that was more on just the Dolphins being absolutely brutal. Like we pointed out, they didn't score until the very last play of the game. There was literally zero time on the clock when the Miami finally scored. But a shutout, a shutout. I don't care if the NFL. The Jets are home. Jaguars aren't the best team in the world, but their defense is number one in DraftKings this week and number one probably in fantasy because this defense has been lights out this year, believe it or not, and a lot of defensive scores for this team. I think Jacksonville is just a better team than the Jets. I think the Jets are one of the worst teams in football. They do have a better record than the New York Giants right now, but you know what? I'm rolling with the Jags here. Yeah, and I'm going to take the Jets here. Um, I'm just not impressed with Jacksonville, to be honest with you. Defensively, I am. Their quarterback is still Blake Bortles. He sucks. Jets' defense looked good to me. You're getting the points. Um, Matt Forte is out. You're going to see Powell tomorrow. A lot of Powell. I think a lot of dump-offs to him. DFS, 4,600. Put him in your starting lineup. I think this is a trap. I think that the Jaguars are not going to win this game. They are not a good road team. They won last week. They're feeling all good about themselves. Everybody's telling them how great they are. They had to travel from London to Jacksonville and now have to go back on the road against the Jets. I think that the minus three points is a trap. I think that the Jets look decent. Their, their defense was good last week. They're not facing a better offense. The Jags don't have the playmakers like Parker and Landry on the outside that the Dolphins do. Uh, Blake Bortles, I don't care what you think about Jay Cutler. He's not better than Jay Cutler. Uh, the Jets are home. Uh, the Jaguars, a lot of traveling. They've been hearing how great they are, how they turn the corner. The Jaguars have to win a road game like this. And it's not against a good team, but they have to prove to me that they can win a road game before I pick them on the road like this. Um, so I'm going to – I know that they went to Houston. Time. It's been a long time since I've seen the Jacksonville Jaguars as a road favorite. I think my friend texted me, and I don't know if it's accurate, but I got a text before that said it's 44 straight games that they've been road uh, underdogs. And the Jets shut down Ajayi last week. So, I mean, if they're able to shut down Fournette tomorrow, Blake Bortles is not going to beat you. So, I'm on board with you, Rob. I like the Jets. Yeah, we'll see. And Mike, how do you stand on Fournette as a DraftKings player? Uh, I didn't see the price on him, Vinny, but I wouldn't be starting him against the Jets, especially if you saw what um, Ajayi did against that defense last week. 11.05 over the top sports radio over half an hour into our 90-minute Saturday morning special. Uh, Robbie D, Big Mike, Vinny the Shark is joining us from Tampa Bay. We got Boone here on the controls helping us out. We're going to talk hockey. For those of you that are ready to listen to hockey, don't worry. We're going to go through. We've got, just got a couple more football games left. We're going to preview the NHL season. We've got some fantasy guys for you as well. Um, and if we need to and it leaks into it, we can touch on it a little bit Monday night. Uh, Monday night will be a busy show wrapping up the NFL, of course. Week four is here. One more one o'clock game that we haven't touched about. Actually, that's right. Uh, two NFL, two one o'clock games from the NFL. Uh, Steelers and Ravens. Uh, Ravens coming off of that big loss to the Jaguars that we just talked about. Got smoked in London. They are back home. See, the NFL did no favor to the Jaguars. 
sending them to London, having them come back home, and then having them play on the road again. That's, that's, a, tough, that's a tough spot for them. Uh, the Ravens at least get to stay at home. Uh, the rivalry game, that's always a three-point game. Um, a little bit of a trap here, too, I think, too, because these teams always play three-point games, and they have the Steelers as three-point favorites on the road. Yeah, and I don't know what the stat is, but I think it was something ridiculous that the last 10 had all been separated by four points or less. Uh, I'm on the Ravens here. I think the Ravens get it done. I think Ben Roethlisberger on the road, you're starting to see, is not as good as he is at home. The Ravens' defense was embarrassed last week. The Ravens' offense was embarrassed last week. I'll take the Ravens in a bounce back. And I like Baltimore, too. They're the home dogs. Uh, I'm even cool teasing them up. Like you guys said, these games are decided three points or less. You're getting the home home team with points. And Pittsburgh really didn't look good. They lost to the Chicago Bears, man. Um, sign me up for the Ravens uh, with the three points. And I think they're a lot for a tease if you want to tease them with six points to nine points at home. Elite Flacco gets it. And I am just waiting for Le'Veon Bell to show up this season. He has been putrid. He has yeah, one touchdown. A one touchdown. It was a one-yard run yes, uh, last week after a uh, defensive pass interference against Antonio Brown. If it wasn't for that bailout call, he wouldn't even have a score. 52 carries, 180 yards. That's almost Paula Perkins-like, okay? So show up, Le'Veon Bell, and start doing your job. Until I see that, I'm not on the Steelers. You lost to the, the Bears. And you know what? I'm not going to be a Steelers fan right now anyway because they can't even back their own teammates who are in the Army. So we're all in on the Ravens this week, and I hope that elite Joe Flacco shows up. And uh, I think he's going to. I think he's going to make up for his poor performance last week. And uh, other AFC matchup, 1 o'clock, Titans, Texans. Seems like a snooze fest to me, guys. I am all over the Tennessee Titans in this game. I think the spread is off. Vinny can touch on that if you want. I know they're on the road. Houston looked good last week because of the Patriots' defense. This is not a good Houston offense. The Titans are a legitimate team. I've been on them since day one. I think that cover tomorrow, I love the Titans. I'm actually rolling with the Texans here. This is a game they circled on the schedule. This is a game that's bringing out the fans. Uh, They know the Titans are the favorites to win this division. Deshaun Watson doesn't look bad, and I'm very happy he's in over that Savage guy because Savage is dog crap. And Watson looks a lot better. And I know, Mike, you're very big in buying into the New England defense being absolutely terrible. But the Texans are home here. They know they got to win this game against the division favorite. I'm rolling with Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans here. Uh, I'm big on the Titans. Um, I, 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 maybe it's been Mike. Maybe Mike's talked me into uh, liking them this month, uh, as much as I do this year. Um, they had a show-me victory last week against Seattle at home. Um, they're on the road, but they're all, you know they're still two and a half point favorites. Houston's really banged up in their secondary. Um, JJ Watt's a beast, but is he going to be able to catch Mariota? I'm not so sure. So uh, I think it'll be a close one. I think the Titans though they'll win, and I think they will. I think they'll cover on the road. Um, the Texans really disappointed me against uh, Jacksonville in Week One at home, so I'm not buying into them at home right now. Uh, they're one and two. I think the Titans are better. They're going to start to open up a little bit in that division. They scored seven points against Jacksonville, nine against Cincinnati, and then 33 against New England. This offense is not good. It stinks, and the Titans are going to run away with it tomorrow. All right, we move to 4 o'clock, two 4 o'clock games tomorrow, which should be great. Nice, easy watching for fantasy players and a lot of good fantasy guys in these two games. you got Eagles, Chargers, you got Raiders, Broncos. So you got the likes of Carr, uh, Wentz. Rivers, Melvin Gordon, all those guys, Trevor Simeon, Broncos defense. They're going to have a lot of guys to watch um, in just these two games. Actually, there's a third game I didn't even see, 49ers and Cardinals. Not many people will be watching that. 
especially with no David Johnson. But we'll start with that one because that's the crap game of the day. Niners and Cardinals in the NFC West. Yeah, I think the Cardinals win this game. I think uh, I'm not on the 49ers at all. I was a little more earlier on in the year. The younger John Lynch is there, smart draft picks. Uh, Carlos Hyde might miss this game, actually. He's banged up. The coach said yesterday he's going to be a game-time decision. He's their top offensive player. If he's missing, forget it. Mike, who, who do you um, who would you pick up then if you have Carlos Hyde? I mean, it's a 4 o'clock game, so if he's a game-time decision, all your 1 o'clock running backs. We saw there's a lot of 1 o'clock games this week. Only three four o'clock games and eight o'clock in a Monday nighter. Who in that late slate? I mean, is it Smallwood? I mean, he went off the waiver wire already this week. Is it is it somebody like that? Is it a Brandon Oliver because Melvin Gordon's hurt too in San Diego? Who are you picking up? He's got all these game time decisions at four o'clock. So Matt Breider or Breider, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's the handcuff for Hyde. He's a very good pass catching back. You can pick him up, throw him on your team. Hyde sits. You can immediately insert him. I you know in a PPR, Breider shouldn't have no problem getting you ten points just because of his pass catching ability. All right, Vinny, your thoughts on Niners, Cardinals. Uh, Niners getting six and a half. I really like the Cardinals here at home. I think the Niners stink. I know they put on a pretty good scoring clinic on that beautiful Thursday night game uh, a week ago. But uh, I think Brian Hoyer makes a mistake. Arizona's defense is going to step up here and definitely make some kind of impact. They're my uh, DraftKings defense this week, Arizona. I like them at the University of Phoenix Stadium, one of my favorite stadiums in the world. Never been there, but we all know what happened over there in Super Bowl 42. And also, shout out to Kevin Boss for signing our stuff. What a great guy that guy was. An incredible, incredible guest for Kevin Boss. We appreciate that. Uh, we just got our signatures back. I'm like in Arizona here. Six and a half. Hoyer's going to make some mistakes. Palmer's been pretty good. I know we were all down on Carson Palmer this year. He's been pretty solid. I think he's third in the league in uh, passing yards right now, too. I'm liking the Cardinals minus the six and a half here. And you saw a little bit of my thunder because I just said to Mike off here while you were talking, I said, hey, look up Carson Palmer's daily fantasy uh, number because he has 925 yards through three games, and we just saw what Jared Goff did to that Niners defense. That Niners defense got exploited. They got owned. He's $6,100. He's more money than Ben Roethlisberger, but he's a little bit cheaper than a couple of other guys like Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers, some of the bigger names, Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Not a bad play. I still like my um, Andy Dalton, A.J. Green combo. Uh, We saw Larry Fitzgerald last week break out. He had a huge game. Carson Palmer, Daily Fantasy, not bad against the Niners. I'm going to start trying to stream some of these guys in Daily Fantasy against the Niners. That defense is putrid, and I like the Cardinals to win this game going away. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they might win by two or three scores. Yeah, and John Brown looks like he's going to play tomorrow. So as far as offensive goes for Arizona, starting-wise, you're really only starting Palmer or Fitzgerald. I'm not sold on Jaron Brown, John Brown, any other Brown, or J.J. Nelson. Um, Fitzgerald's the only receiver there for me. And um, that game's still a boring game, but, hey, that's what daily fantasy and fantasy is for. It gives you a reason to watch those. So if you got any of those guys, you're facing any of them. I don't want to face Carson Palmer either in fantasy this week. Um, I'm really, really, really down on that 49ers defense. Um, but a game, a uh, little bit better game, Eagles, 2-1. and one. We saw them last week winning on a miraculous 61-yard field goal. They're facing the Chargers, who just can't get out of their own way. They're 0-3. They should be 2-1. Uh, they, they did lose last week at home to the Chiefs. The Chiefs kind of uh, went in there and spanked them a little bit. Phillip Rivers had, I think, three or four picks. Um, Chargers, though, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Not sure uh, where to go on this one, so let's hear what you have to say about that one, Vinny. I'm wrong with Philly. I hope I'm wrong. I The Chargers just had the worst luck ever. We see the way these games end. I know they're home. The StubHub Center is not very intimidating, though. The Eagles look pretty good. Um, they ran the ball pretty well against the Giants last week. 
But um, I just don't think – I don't like the Chargers at all. I, they're another team I don't really like betting on or against. But things just don't go their way. I think Philadelphia picks up the win on the road here. Yeah, and I'm going to go with the, the Chargers. I think you could argue either team uh, like Vinny did with, with Philly. The Eagles are just banged up. Fletcher Cox is going to miss another game. Rodney McLeod, questionable. Um, just so many injuries. That secondary is just horrendous for the Eagles, and somehow they keep getting it done. I think Phillip Rivers gets it done tomorrow, 0-3. I can just see the Chargers winning a, a real close game. I think the Chargers are ready to win that game. I like the 0-3 teams. You guys know how I feel about these desperate teams at home. Eagles have to come across country. Um, they were able to pull one out last week. They barely did. They barely pulled one out against the Redskins. They're 2-1. and one. They could very easily be 0-3. Um, you're right, Mike. They're banged up in the secondary. Phillip Rivers coming off of a terrible game has got to scare the crap out of you if you're an Eagles fan. If you're facing him in fantasy or if you have him in fantasy, roll with Phillip Rivers. He's got some protection. Um, if Melvin Gordon can play and he's close to 100%, I think the Chargers are finally going to get their first win. And then we'll see them at Giant Stadium next week. And uh, as far as DFS goes, I love Keenan Allen tomorrow. 7,200, I'm paying up for him. He's in my lineup. I just think that's one of those games where Keenan Allen ends up with nine catches, 100-something yards, and a touchdown. So Keenan Allen in my DFS lineup. Yeah, and that's what, that goes right with what I was saying about Phillip Rivers. So we like that offense. Uh, I'll say this, though. If it comes down to a young Hoku kick, I'm not putting – young Hoku or the, the <laughs> idiot – the idiot rookie that hit a 61-yarder on the Eagles. I mean, that's the difference in these two teams' records, guys. Exactly. I mean, young Hoku can't make a kick to save his life, and the Eagles have a rookie making 61 yarders to win them games. Uh, that's the difference in their record. If Ku misses another one, he should be cut. Oh, I, I should have cut him already. Um, all right, last game. This is the main game on CBS, the 425, the doubleheader game, the division matchup, the Elfman Raiders against the Denver Broncos. Um, Trevor Simeon came back to earth last week. C.J. Anderson still, C.J. Anderson still running all over the place. The Raiders coming off of a terrible loss on Monday night. Uh, have to go back on the road against the Broncos, Mike. Three-point favorites for the home team Broncos. Yeah, I love the Denver Broncos tomorrow. Um, I think they, they got embarrassed last week against the Bills, and I think this Oakland defense is not as good as people thought. They are not a legitimate Super Bowl contender like people thought until the defense gets better. I love C.J. Anderson in fantasy. DFS tomorrow. I don't have that price in front of me. Trevor Simeon at home seems to be a different quarterback. Trevor Simeon against Oakland will be a different quarterback. I'm on the Broncos tomorrow. 11, uh, go ahead, Vinny, you too. Yeah, I'm rolling with Denver too. I think they're a very, very good home team. We saw what they did against Dallas and Malahai there. And Oakland, yeah, that defense is not good. I think Trevor Simeon is going to be able to move that football, believe it or not, as down as we are on him. Um, yeah, I'm all over Denver. Oakland looked absolutely terrible in Washington last week. And the Raiders maybe aren't as good as everybody thinks they are. I'm with you, Mike. I'm rolling with Denver here. And the Broncos are the only team that hasn't given up 300 yards of total offense um, on their defensive side. So I'm impressed with that. And listen, Oakland offense didn't even look good last week. I think it's a good game here for Denver. They're both coming off of Yeah, anybody, anybody who's been down on Denver defense, you're out of town. This is still the best defense in football. I don't even think it's close. All right, uh, 11.15 over the top sports radio. Uh, that's the early day slate. Just two primetime games to go over in a minute, but uh, Goot says we have somebody on the line. we got a caller. So uh, who is on the line and what you want to talk about? Hey, uh, this is Rob from Freeport. Hey, Rob, what's going on? Uh, just uh, want to talk a little bit about the hockey season. I know it starts uh, next week. Uh, pretty excited. Uh, I know with you guys, I know some of you guys are Giant fans, so I think you're uh, chopping at the bit to get hockey season started right now. Absolutely. But um, I want to get your guys' uh, thoughts on what you think the Metro is going to look like. I remember calling up 
two weeks ago, and we kind of were starting to pr- like put together what we thought the Metro was going to look like from top to bottom. Uh, I think right now I got uh, – I think I have Pittsburgh one, Caps two. I think I'm going to go with the Islanders three, the Rangers four, and then Carolina five. I think the Metro is going to have five playoff teams. I think it's the best division in hockey. I think that people are underestimating how good the Islanders are going to be, how good Carolina is going to be. you got Pittsburgh and the Caps who are going to fight. I think the Caps might take a step back, though. I, yeah. I think they're defense. Yeah, Rob, we were just about to get into hockey. We had those two football games, but that's okay. Those are the those are the primetime games. So we can break down Colts, Seahawks. We can break down Redskins, Chiefs. Later. We can get into the hockey. I know a lot of people want to talk about hockey, and thank you for the call. So let's do it. Let's uh, First, Vinny, um, before we get into the Metro and answer Rob's question, um, just give me some odds for some of these teams, Vinny. I know you got Stanley Cup odds for some of the teams in the Metro. Columbus, Pittsburgh, Washington, Rangers, Islanders. Give me some odds there. Uh, you don't have to give me all the teams. I don't need to see Carolina. They're not winning it. Or the Devils of Philly. Uh, but give me some of those odds, uh, Vinny, and then we'll break down the Metro together. The Pittsburgh Penguins have the best odds to win the Stanley Cup at plus 800, tied with the Edmonton Oilers, believe it or not. Also plus 800 on the other conference over there. And then um, let's see what we got here. We got the New York Islanders plus 5,000, Rob. Plus 5,000. There's only three other teams who have worse Stanley Cup odds. Oh, no, never mind. I'm sorry. There's a lot of numbers jumping out of me right now. But plus 5,000, that's pretty – that's a lot. Uh, Washington Capitals plus 1,400. We got the New York Rangers plus 1,600. And who else do we got? Who else do we need? Columbus, where are they? Plus 2,500 for the Blue Jackets. And we, they were awesome last year. Um, and – Flyers at plus 5,000. It is a def- definitely a great division over there, the Metro. It probably is the best division in hockey. Yeah, so just going back to the call, and thank you for the call again. Uh, I agree with you with Washington. I think Washington takes a step back. I think um, the whole Ovechkin thing you had, they thought he was going to get traded. He's not getting traded. Shattenkirk is gone. You just locked up Oshie. Another year older for Ovechkin. I'm just not sold on them. I think they do take a step back. Uh, another team that, you know, I agreed with. I think the Islanders, as much as it pains me to say it, I think they take a step forward. Uh, and I have to give my Rangers here a shout-out. I think they take a, a step forward also, and I think they're a legitimate contender. I keep hearing and reading all about the Lundquist stuff. This state defense got so much better and so much younger. Girardi's gone. Klein is gone. And you replace them with Brennan Smith, Kevin Shattenkirk. They have the best offensive defenseman they've had since Brian Leach. You're going to see Lundquist return to Lundquist form. To me, this is a, a legitimate contender. All right, so the this now, is going to be fans, Islanders fans are very, very excited about the season. I don't get why. Why does everybody love the Islanders so much this year? Well, I'll give you a couple of reasons. I'm not saying that I love them. First of all, uh, I'll get to that in just a second, Vinny. Let's talk about this division. Let's talk about Washington, okay? Washington, they're the best regular season team ever that can never, ever win in the playoffs. They can't get past the second round of the um, playoffs. But you know what? They are now, and they've always been top-heavy, but they've been good. They've had a great defense. Holpe has always been a great fantasy guy because of it. They're going to take a big step back. Now, listen, they had 118 points last year. They are perennially up there. They're going to come back to the pack. They're going to be around 100 points this year. That, that's still a good season. Okay? They're right. still a playoff team, but they are so top-heavy. They only had nine forwards signed coming into training camp. Nine forwards with no, with no cap room left. They had no picks this year in the draft in the first couple of rounds, and they exhausted all measures out. So Vetchkin's only 32, but you're starting to see the wear and tear on him. That guy throws his body around more than anybody. He's a big goal scorer. He went from 50 goals a season. I think he had 32, 33 last year. Anders Lee had more than him. Um, they're going to come back. They're getting older on defense. 
They're getting a little bit slower. They're top-heavy. If they have one injury in that top six, they might not make the playoffs. One big injury to Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie, Kuznetsov, they're not going to make the playoffs because their bottom six is not good. They do not have a lot of depth. Um, they're going to come back to the pack. And I just want to clarify that I agree with you. When I say that they're coming back, I agree with you at 100 points. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're going to have the 118 points like last year. Right, right. I just want to clarify. I think they're a good team, but I do agree with you that they come back and they're, and they're back in the pack with everyone. 100, 100 points is a good team, but to right. go from 118 to 100, that's exactly. nine less wins. So exactly. that, that's a big difference. Um, this is still Pittsburgh's division. I know Rob mm-hmm. is big on Columbus. Um, our caller, Rob, likes Pittsburgh and Columbus to be a big rivalry. We talked about that this summer with Rob. Um, Pittsburgh's still the best team, but let's be a little bit wary about them in the regular season. Um, they did lose Marc-Andre Fleury. Now everybody says Fleury sucks. All, first of all, stop. Okay? Fleury's a good goalie. Fleury started 34 games. He them. started a bunch of games. Yep. He's a nice hand not – not even a handcuff, but he was somebody that they could lean on while they let right. Matt Murray go through his first NHL season. He's won two playoff uh, uh, Stanley Cups, but now they've played two straight – years where they're in the Stanley Cups. That's a lot of extra hockey. And sometimes you see some of these teams, when they play a lot of playoff hockey, they kind of coast through the regular season, take some games off. Um, Latang, you don't know if he's going to be back, but it would be nice for them to have him back. He's a good fantasy option. You can get his, his – and fantasy, guys, his stock is really falling. Yeah. So if you can get him later in fantasy and he stays healthy, it's great. Pittsburgh will fall back. Um, uh, as far as Pittsburgh goes, I agree with you. I think they fall back worse than Washington does. Kunitz is gone. Daly's gone. Nick Benino has gone. Like you said, Flurry's gone. Flurry started 34 games. Uh, their backup now is Ante Niemi. I don't trust him. Uh, as far as Matt Murray goes, Matt Murray has been good when he's played. He's faced a ton of injuries. At least last year you had that luxury with Flurry. You don't have that now. I get it. Crosby's still there. Kessel's still there. Malkin's still there. But as far as the team goes, they lost a lot of key pieces. All right. We're going to continue this talk on the Metro in just a minute, but we got Dan on the line. Uh, Dan wants to talk NHL with us. It's a hot topic right now. So, uh, Dan, what's on your mind? Hey, what's, 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 what's going on, guys? Um, I got two points I want to make. One, um, I missed your show two weeks ago, so I don't know if you touched bases or not, but I want to comment on the Islander preseason game that took place two weeks ago at the new Nassau Coliseum. And I didn't see the game, but I saw highlights, and I saw a lot of pictures of it. And I got to say, the crowd there looked ruckus. I mean, it looks like a playoff-type atmosphere, and that just goes to prove to show you that this team belongs nowhere else but Uniondale or Nassau County, and it's an absolute disgrace that my Nassau County leaders and ownership could not get some kind of deal in place to keep this team in Nassau County. So I just want to say that that's an absolute shame. And, the, and how they renovated this arena and lost 3,000 seats and couldn't keep this team there is – I, I can't comprehend that. Like, I'm, like, unless they made the seats wider, how do you lose 3,000 seats in a new renovated building? Well, Dan, one. if you – I haven't been and, in there, but to answer that question real quick, Dan, and we'll keep you on the line and you can get to your next point in just a second. We're not going to francesa you and hang up on you. Um, they changed the concourse. Now, I haven't been in there because I, I kind of don't want to go there. But if you, if you think about the top of the 200s and the way it used to be, you guys know the Coliseum, they widened that area. So now you can walk around that area as well. That cost them a lot of seats, um, and that's what they did. And they did widen some of the seats as well. Um, they did that. Um, so I have been in there, Rob, just uh, for wrestling. And like you said, they did widen the concourse. I think the concourse and the concessions and all of that looks nice. Inside, it's still the same old, dull-looking bowl to me. Um, but listen, Grant, there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel for them to come back to Nassau because you just saw it two well, days ago. They got this, um, their RFP. They submitted the request for a proposal. Um, 
So now it's going to come down to them or a soccer stadium at Belmont. And I talked to some people this week, uh, Jim Bomback from Newsday, who's been the guy that's been all over it. I spoke to him this week. We had him on the air at News 12. He says that New York State will definitely make a decision on this one. There have been a lot of RFPs that New York State hasn't um, given a, an answer to. He says that all the pressure is on them. They can't have it be this big and not make a decision. And I heard January. Down. Did you hear January? Yeah, I, I heard in the next four months. So it could be January, February. Um, uh, a couple of things that I've heard from people inside the Islanders, they think that this is a locked uh, lock deal. Okay, uh, Off the record stuff, they think it's a locked deal. So we'll see if it happens. Um, they think they could be breaking ground on the new stadium as early as next spring or summer. And if they do, they're going to play at Barclays. And once they are done playing at Barclays, they will be able to go there. So there's a light at the end of the tunnel, Dan, but on to your next point. I mean, yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, because I haven't heard much on it, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I could hear that from you guys because I haven't heard much on the Belmont situation or, or whatsoever. And like I said, I've been there too. It, it, the inside the building, I mean, I don't see any kind of difference other than it's, everything's gray. I mean, I don't see any kind of difference anyway. But anyway, on to my next point. I, I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this, but so I kind of have a bone to pick with the NHL, putting a team in Las Vegas. I mean, I kind of feel like this, putting a team in Las Vegas is kind of like just a revolving door of like, you know, visiting t- visiting, you know, teams, fan bases, coming here, making like, you know, a vacation that coming to Vegas. I don't think there's going to be any kind of real fan base there. I thought maybe Quebec deserved a team over Vegas, getting Quebec another franchise. I mean, Winnipeg got, you know, a second chance. Why couldn't Quebec get a second chance? You know, Canada and Quebec kind of was going through a lot of financial problems back in 1995 when the team had to leave. I mean, I just feel like, I don't know, I just don't feel like there's real any kind of fan base there. I mean, you put a team in the desert. I mean, look how Phoenix is doing. Phoenix draws nobody. Go put a team in the desert. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, you know, it's going to do anything. But otherwise, just give the NHL some extra dollars. I mean, what do you feel about that? All right, Dan, and, the market. Uh, I completely agree with you. I thank you for the phone call. Two great points that you brought up today. Um, as far as Quebec goes, I would have liked to see the team put back there. I don't think you're going to see it ever, though. I think the NHL is going to kind of stay their ground. They don't want to put a team there. I think the area now is flooded since um, the Nordiques left. They've added other teams up there. I think it's just they don't think the, if they put a team there, they would draw enough fan attention that all the, uh, all the people there now that are hockey fans, they're already following another Canadian team. Also, back then, like you said, there was so many financial problems. The Quebec Nordiques didn't have a radio station in English. It was only in um, French. French. Yes, thank you, Rob. <laughs> um, it was only in French, and that prevented being able to reach all other audiences out there. So I think that was half the problem. And they were becoming a good team, the Nordiques. As soon as they went to Colorado, they won the Stanley Cup their first year in Colorado. As far as Vegas goes, which Rob just mentioned to me, Vegas has sold out all their season tickets already. So I think the NHL has succeeded in what they wanted to do. They put a team in Las Vegas, uh, you know, a a top four um, professional sport team in Vegas, and they sold out their season tickets. And I think the fans are excited there. I think that they succeeded the NHL in what they wanted to do. And as much as I would like or you would like to see a team go back to Quebec, I don't think we're ever going to see it. And they have a stadium there. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody knows this, but they have a stadium in Quebec that would seat. What are you showing me? Yeah, they're sh- um, they have a stadium in Quebec that is built. It's about, I think, seven years old. It would be middle of the pack as far as arenas go for the NHL uh, in seating capacity. It's state-of-the-art, and they just don't want to do it, the NHL. I, I couldn't be more excited for having a team. 
I couldn't be any more excited. I think that's a great market. I think they broke the landscape, and they're obviously why the, the Raiders are moving over there. Las Vegas never gets a team because of the gambling going on there, and now it's finally being accepted. It's like, come over here and please gamble. And I get it. There's going to be a lot of tourists over there to go over there and see their team play and spend the weekend in Vegas. I'm probably going to do that myself. The Vegas Golden Knights, I couldn't be any more excited about this team, and they broke a new ground in the NHL. They finally stepped up. They're the first uh, organization that put a team in there. I know Quebec and Canada is all about their hockey, but let's go. Las Vegas is a great market, and it's all about the money. The Las Vegas Golden Knights, they're my third favorite team, hands down, not even close. I can't wait. I hope they're good. I hope they go to a good start. And they really broke uh, they broke ground here because the Raiders are going over there too. Las Vegas is officially in the sports world. You're right, Vinny, and that's what I was going to say. Is First of all, uh, Dan, it's funny, and you might not even see the irony in your two points. Your first point was that the Islanders can't get the state-of-the-art arena at the Coliseum. Your second point is that Vegas shouldn't have a team. Well, guess what Vegas has? They have the state-of-the-art arena. They built an arena just for this. So it's a beautiful stadium. I was just there three weeks ago. I went out there. I walked around it. I, I looked inside. It's gorgeous. It's right outside New York, New York, and between there and Monte Carlo. They built the whole area around it, so it's nice and inviting. People, thousands and thousands of people walk past it every day. Thousands of tourists walk past it. You know that every single year that the Islanders play in Las Vegas, I will be at that game. And there's thousands of fans that are like that. It's a great destination. It's a great idea. They've been looking at professional sports in, in that city forever. And you know what? The NHL needed to be innovative. Everybody says the NHL does a terrible job marketing. Well, they were finally innovative where they were the first league to have a team there. And that's huge for the league. Everybody says they don't market their stars well, that they need to have more exposure. Well, you're in Las Vegas. You're right in the center of the Las Vegas Strip. Even the Raiders won't be in the middle of the Las Vegas Strip. So I think it was a great move by the NHL. I think they're going to do a great job selling tickets. The one thing you were talking about in the middle of the desert is maybe the ice won't be that great. So we'll have to see how the ice conditions are. Uh, but it can't be worse than Barclays Center. It can't be worse than Tampa Bay, where you guys are right now. That is terrible ice. So let's, uh, let's see. I would love Quebec, too. You guys made some good points. Um, and just let's to touch on, sorry, Rob, um, that Videotron Center opened in September 8th, 2015. That's the arena I was speaking of in Quebec, and it's the seventh largest indoor arena in Canada. It would have been perfect for hockey. There's no doubt in my mind that there will be a relocation there or the next expansion team. And Rob, because now, now there's 31 teams that are going to need the, uh, the uh, extra team in the NHL. What's happening? Rob, how do you feel about John Tavares? Does, he probably wants to know where he's going to play, right, before he wants All to right. – Maybe all right, so, so we're jumping all over in hockey, and I get it. We're not all together. But first, we've got to finish talking about the Metro because we got interrupted by the call. And your original question to me, Vinny, which I never got to answer, was what I was excited about with the Islanders. So what I'm excited about is their youth. They have a lot of youth. They have a two-goalie system now, which they have not had forever. Yarrow Halak is the number one guy there, and Thomas Grice is a great 1B. He's going to be a good goalie. He's going to be a 30-35 start guy. If Halak stays healthy, they're going to have very good goaltending. They don't have to worry about losing practice time to J.F. Arube, who never was going to play anyway. It was a terrible mismanagement job by them last year. And yet they still only missed the playoffs by one point. Yarl Halak was sent down to the minor leagues, got his game together, came back, was awesome down the stretch. So I'm happy about their goal. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited so you're happy about, about somebody that was in the minor leagues last year, starting for you. I mean, this guy was an all-star for the Islanders in 2015. He set the franchise record for wins in the season that year. And this is not a franchise record that should be taken lightly. This team won four straight Stanley Cups. They won President's Trophies. They were the best team in hockey for a five-year span. And he is the guy with the most wins in the season. It's only been two years since then. He showed you that. 
They have been great in the preseason. I don't want to put too much stock into it, but they are undefeated, and their goaltending's been great. I like their youth. Mike, we talked about Matt Barzell. You have him in fantasy already. Josh Hosang, everybody saw what he can do last year. Uh, John Tavares with Jordan Everly and uh, Anders Lee should help their power play because their power play was putrid last year. I'm not saying they're going to win the Metro. I'm not saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup. But I'm sitting here and saying, Vinny, what is the over-under on points for the season? Because I have a feeling that Vegas and a lot of the pundits are down on this team, and that's a good over-bet. I don't have the over-under points, but I do have a little interesting thing here, expecting the Islanders and Rangers to have a pretty good battle for a better record here. According to VegasInsider.com, win total, New York Islanders over-under is 42 and a half, uh, plus 105 to the over. And the New York Rangers is over 44 and a half, minus 115. So it looks like they think they're going to be pretty damn close this year. Yeah, and I think that's realistic. I actually like both of them over, um, you know, first guessing, uh, looking at that. I think the Rangers are a better team than that. I think the Islanders are a better team than that. You guys know I hate the Islanders, but um, you guys were talking off air about a possibly a little bet there with points. And, and I sided with Rob. I think the Islanders are a, a better team than people give them credit for. I think they've been stocking up on prospects, and now you're starting to see it. This kid Barzell should be rookie of the year candidate um, just from watching the preseason. I think that he definitely has that capability. Um, Ho Sang, I haven't seen as much of as, as Barzell. Listen, I think they're a good team. I, I really do, as much as it pains me to say it. And you've already heard me talk about the Rangers. Uh, they were fourth in scoring last year. They gave up um, 2.85 goals, which is very high for a team like that. You added Smith, um, able to re-sign Smith, I should say. You added Shattenkirk. To me, they're a better team than what Vegas says also. So I got a text. The Islanders over under number is 88 and a half. That, and I'm not being a homer. I'm not. Last year, if you, uh, John Peace, one of our good friends and I, John Peace came in our group chat and ripped the Islanders. They're not going to be a 500 team. I've, I pushed them on it. We made a big bet. I won the bet. They hit 94 points. They missed the playoffs by one point. I beat that by almost by 12 points. Let me tell you guys, 88 and a half is a, is, it's insulting. What does Vegas think of this team? Uh, unless John Tavares gets hurt. Of course, you always have an injury. It's going to affect it. I don't care if you're an NFL team or you're a hockey team. If the Rangers lose Hendrick Lundqvist, it's going to affect your over under bet. You're going to be pissed off. Washington loses Ovechkin, um, or if the Raiders lose Derek it's Carr. Set for okay? a reason, Rob. It's Eighty-eight and a half. Reason. Islanders had nine. They've had a hundred points two in the last three seasons. Last year they had ninety-four. Um, that's an over bet. And Vinny, if you wanted to make that interesting, you want to take the under on eight, eighty-eight and a half. I'll take the over on it. We can make that interesting on the. Well, we could. You can take a couple minutes and think about it a couple days. But uh, I'm all about. No, you don't. Over I don't need anything. a second. Anytime you want to wager on the Islanders, I'll take the opposite. My friend, no problem. Well, then I'll take the over 88 and a half. I got it. We'll, uh, we'll come up with some details, uh, details on that as we move along. Um, but I want to, uh, that, that's why I'm excited about them guys. So this is what I'm going to ask you, Mike, finished up. Rob asked us about the Metro, you know, three teams make the playoffs. This is a good division. I know in my head, I have two wild cards coming out of the Metro. What do you have, Mike? Who do you have winning the division? Get in the other two spots. And do you have a wild card, Mike, in this division? I have Pittsburgh winning the division. Uh, I just spoke on how they lost so many players, but, um, you know, I still think that they win the division. I won't bet against Sidney Crosby. Uh, as far as teams making the playoffs, I have the Rangers making the playoffs, obviously, here. And and Columbus. I think Columbus is the other team that will surprise people. I love John Tortorella there. I love the youth there that took a step forward last season. 
I have Columbus also making the playoffs here. Do, do you have any of these teams, Washington, Islanders, Philly, making a wild card in the East? I have Washington easily. And I think the Islanders are there pushing for it all year. And last week of the season will determine that. Can you have any thoughts on the Metro? For you guys about the, uh, about the Capitals, they have the highest uh, win total of the over-unders here. They have 50 and a half. Yeah, I, I would and love that under. As a higher over-under. I would love that no, under. Vinny, uh, do you have a favorite in this Metro? Do you have, do you have any couple teams? Not the biggest hockey guy in the world, but anybody you're looking at? Of course, it's Pittsburgh. Uh, they're the Stanley Cup champs. How do you go wrong with that? They have the best player in the league. It's Crosby. I know you all don't like him, but he's the best player in the NHL, hands down. And I know the Blue Jackets were really, really good last year. I like Tortorella over there as well. The Capitals may win the division because that's what they do. Like you pointed out, Rob, they they dominate the regular season and do nothing in the playoffs. So I would – it's got to be Pittsburgh or the Capitals for me to win that division. So I'm going to be a little bit uh, same and different. I think Pittsburgh wins the division. I don't think it'll be that easy. I think between Columbus and Toronto, one of those teams is going to take a step back this year in the East, and I think it's Columbus. I really like Toronto. I know they're not in the Metro. I'm a big Toronto guy. I think Frederick Anderson is a great fantasy goalie. He's going to win 35 games this year. They have, everybody knows about Austin Matthews. They have him. They have Marner. Dan Reemsdyke could have been traded. Nylander. Yeah, they have Nylander. Ram Reemsdyke was talking about being traded. He stayed there. They're going to be just happy. I know he's in contract year. He's going to score 30 goals. That team is going to be awesome. I like their defense. And they just they, brought in Marlowe, which I think they, they overpaid for, for exactly. That's exactly what he's They are for. a team I'm all over in the Atlantic, but I think Columbus, I'm still not sold on their defense. I'm really not. I know they have Wierenski. I know they have some good players. I love the Panarin trade. I think they're going to score more goals. They traded Saad for Panarin. That was a great trade. The power play is going to be very good. But I'm, I'm not so sure that Columbus is going to be one of those top three teams in the Metro. I'm really not. Dubinsky's hurt. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to have it. So I say Pittsburgh's going to win the division. I think at 100 points, Washington's going to still get the second seed. And I think you're going to have the Isles, Columbus, and Rangers all fighting for those three, four, five spots. I think the Rangers are coming back to the pack a little bit too. They're getting younger on defense. Mike, you're a big Ranger guy. I love, you know, I love D'Angelo. I love the trade. They don't have a lot of depth center right now, though. They've traded Broussard and Stephon in the last two years. They're relying a lot on JT Miller. I don't know if he's going to be able to get the job done. Um, so I'm going to say that Washington is going to get the two seed. I think that the Islanders are going to get a wild card and the Rangers and Columbus are going to fight for that three, four speed. They're all going to be within four points at the end of the year. Uh, but I know we got another caller on the line. It's 1139 over the top sports radio. We've got 20 minutes left in the show. Um, Robbie D, big Mike, Vinny, the shark. So whoever, uh, we got a caller and, uh, what you want to talk about? Hello. All right, so uh, caller hung up. It's okay. We're sticking to hockey, Rob, as you were talking about the wild card and who you think is making the playoffs. Do you have the <laughs> Islanders finishing better than the Rangers this year? Do I have the Islanders finishing better than the Rangers? Um, I, 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 looking at it on paper, at the teams that they have right now, I wouldn't bet it, but I, I think it's very close. I think the Rangers have come back. There, there's only a few points in the last two or three years that separated these two teams. I think the Rangers are coming back and the Islanders are starting to come up. Um, if Tavares stays healthy and they get up to a decent start, yeah, I, I, I'm worried about a slow start for the Islanders and notorious for that. And if they do, people can start talking about trading Tavares. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I, I put them right next to each other. I wouldn't bet either way. I wouldn't take a, a bet one team or the other. But um, just based on seasons past and experience, 
if I had a gun to my head, I'd say the Rangers finished a little ahead of the Islanders. A little bit. Very but that one injury could change all that. One trade and the Islanders are loaded for the trade deadline. Their Travis Hamannick trade got them a first and second round pick. They have two firsts this year, two seconds. They are absolutely loaded to be buyers at the trade deadline if they're contenders. Absolutely loaded. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I didn't like to trade it first last year, but it certainly looks better now <clears> moving <throat> forward. Uh, as far as the Atlantic goes, uh, real quick, we're not going to have time to break down every division. As far as the Atlantic, I love Montreal. Um, as soon as Claude Julien took over last year, you saw uh, that defensive system brought back in. They went 16-7 and uh, when he took over last year. I think they come back to earth um, and, you know, are ahead of the pack again. Um, I like Montreal, too. I like Ottawa. I like what they did last year. They made a little run. I don't think they'll have Eric Carlson for the first month or so of the I season. That's going to hurt them. I think Toronto takes the two spot in the Atlantic. I'm, I'm a big, big Tampa Bay fan now. I think Tampa Bay is going to be up there <clears throat> winning the division. Toronto's number two. Montreal's number three. And I don't know if the, if the Atlantic will get another wild card team. I think the Metro is that good. I think Toronto, I'm, Toronto, Tampa, Montreal, three teams out of the playoffs in the Atlantic division. Uh, Tampa Bay with Stamkos is just my only question mark. Is he able to stay healthy? Um, Eric Carlson's a huge part of that Ottawa team. So missing a month of him, I can see them getting off to a slow start. I like Florida as a young team, but I think a lot of that, you know, it's going to sound silly, but I think a lot of that was Yager being there. Uh, the kids loved him. The kids looked up to him. He's not there anymore. I think that, you know, they could be a team that takes a step back. All right. We got another uh, 1142 over top sports radio. Boone says we have another caller. I believe it's a baseball call, but that's okay. We'll talk about anything. So what's on your mind? Yeah, hey guys, how you doing? I love the show. I love what you guys going got going on. I love that you uh, you posted my video at the Yankee game a couple of weeks ago of me puking <laughs> up some of the spit. That's fantastic and everything like that. And you guys have been talking about a lot of hockey, and I and I and I and I think the, I think the Islanders, like you said, would probably get a wild card spot, and I think it's going to be a decent year. But let's talk about the Yankees, man. Come on, like we got we got postseason baseball coming up. We gotta get psyched for it. What's your take on it? Yeah, so thank you for the phone call. The video is absolutely hilarious. Um, we put it up on Facebook for anybody listening that didn't see it. We'll try and get it on Twitter also and the account's Instagram. It's funny uh, as can be. The countdown to you uh, spitting is spot on. So <laughs> just a great video. Um, as far as the Yankees go, I think obviously Vinny's a little biased. He's a Yankee fan, but Rob and I are on board with them. We both like them a lot. Judge is swinging the hot bat still. Uh, Severino, Gray, they added Gray, added – you're not going to see Garcia really in the rotation. But I think they have a lot of pieces. Um, I think a, a key is going to be Batances. Is he able to figure it out? Is he able to be consistent in that bullpen? Because then you really only need your starter to go six innings, five innings, where that bullpen sets up. So I think that as far as bullpen goes, they can compete with the Indians. Uh, the Indians, to me, have the best bullpen. Andrew Miller, best reliever in baseball. Um, I think the Yankees have a chance, though. I think they're going to, like Rob said, blow through Minnesota – and then it's going to be interesting to see who they're playing and, and what happens there. But they made some nice trades, nice pieces, and they have good depth. So I like the Yankees coming to the playoffs. Vinny? I like the Yankees for sure, beating the uh, wild card game against the Twins. Like Rob said, they just own the Twins in the playoffs. It's great. They just kill that team all the time. A-Rod had a couple of clutch home runs against them. That's a little biased pointer right there. But – I want the Astros back because I really think they get right into the ALCS. I think they could beat Houston. I'm not intimidated by Houston anymore. I know they, they got up to a blazing start. Uh, the Indians are the team that scares me. That's the team you don't want to run into. And I want to give props to my boy Jack, who did throw up. Uh, he, he 
shotgun a 24 ounce of Beck's beer. Beck, you know how heavy oh. Beck's is? No wonder why he threw up. I mean, props to him. That video is hilarious. We appreciate the call. Let's go, Yankees, Jack. All right. So, uh, 11.45, 15 minutes left on our Saturday morning special over the top sports radio. And if you guys will indulge me, I'd like to continue just a little bit more hockey. We're going to get away from the Metro. We talked about that. We touched on the Atlantic. Um, Western Conference, Mike, I know um, you and I have talked about this for weeks. We talked about this in the summer when we talked a little hockey. We talked about this when we were in the city that we're talking about right now, which is Dallas. I love Dallas this year. I love Ben Bishop there. I love their offense. Two years ago, they were one of the best teams in the regular season. Last year, 79 points. I think this team might contend for the Central Division title. I know I saw you had them not jotted down in your notes before, so I know you got some thoughts on Dallas. Yeah, I love Dallas. You and I have been on them from the beginning. Vinny, it'd be interesting to see what, uh, what you have for them on odds because I think that's worth you know a couple dollars, to be honest with you. They added Hansel, great face-off guy. Radulov, he's a pest, but he can score. Bishop, like you said. And Mark Mathot is a great defensive defenseman. They brought him over. They were real busy in the offseason. This is a team that had no problem scoring. They scored 2.71 goals last year. They gave up 3.17. That was second worst in the league. Bishop is going to change that. Mathot is going to change that. I think just the culture there will change that. They know they could score. They averaged over 30 shots a game, 30.5 to be exact. This is a team that has no problem scoring goals. It's just keeping them out, and I think they addressed it. Vinny, what are the odds for Dallas in the Central? The Dallas Stars, uh, 43 and a half is their win total. I don't have them uh, division odds over here. What about uh, 43 Stanley and Cup? Half, uh, win total. And their Stanley Cup odds, they are plus 1,400. That's a great bet. That is a great bet. I'm, listen, I'm not saying that they're the favorites, but with those odds, that's worth throwing a, a, a couple shekels on it. That, those are good odds. It's, listen, to go from out of the playoffs to winning the Cup is very hard. I'm not saying that they're the favorites, but 1,400, a good team. They have Ben Bishop. He's done it before. He's gotten – He's taken the team all the way to the finals before. Stamkos should be healthy this year. Kucherov, I love. He's a stud. Fantasy-wise, I would take Kucherov third. I would take Kucherov third overall after McDavid and Crosby. The guy is a 40-goal scorer. He's playing on that awesome power play with Stamkos. Um, guys like Palat, all that help there. He is awesome. Why did I just say Tampa? I don't know. Oh, you know what? That's why I said it, because I said Ben Bishop, and I had Tampa on my mind. <laughs> I still love Kucherov. Um, I got off on a tangent. Dallas is also with Ben Bishop. I love Spezza, Ben, uh, Sagan. They're great. Um, fantasy, Klingberg, a lot of fantasy points off the blue line there. Still love Kutroff. I'd take him third and overall. Um, like I said, when Bishop did it, he was with Tampa. Imagine a Tampa-Dallas final. It would be great. Bishop versus his old team versus Vasilevsky. A um, lot of goals scored in that. Don't think it will come down to that. Another team that I love in the Central Division, and I'm not just saying that because I have a couple of friends that are listening that are Jets fans, are the Jets. Their offense is loaded. Patrick Wane should be taken in the first round of fantasy drafts. This guy is the closest thing that we have to Alex Ovechkin as a 19-year-old. This guy's going to score 40 goals every year. He might hit the 50 mark. Shifley's going to have 80 points a year right now playing with them. Brian Little is a good fantasy player. And Dustin Bufflin, if you're in a league that has power play points and hits, you have to take Dustin Bufflin in the second or third round. This guy's an absolute stud. He gets penalty minutes as well. He's on the blue line. He just got paid. Winnipeg just missed the playoffs last year by a few points. Um, they had 87 points. They were the first team out, actually, in the Western Conference. I've seen them pushing up, making a real push to make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to pass St. Louis in the Central. Uh, Nashville, Minnesota, Chicago, Dallas, they're all going to be there, too. San Jose is going to be a team that drops out in the Pacific. 
But uh, I really like Winnipeg. Yeah, I, I think Winnipeg's the same as last year, though, for me. I think they're they're fighting for it, bubble team. I like everything you said. Um, Bufflin is a fantasy stud, though. If you can get him, depending on the round, I mean, that's a guy, especially if your league has hits, and depending on the categories, uh, he's just tremendous. I think St. Louis drops off also. I agree with you. I think they might even start rebuilding some. You see some players getting traded out of there. Um, the Blackhawks, I mean, every year they just seem to be there. They seem to make the right moves. They're still a young team. Uh, I think the Blackhawks, that's their division to to lose, to be honest with you. And as far as specific, I agree with you. I think San Jose falls off. I think they did nothing in the offseason to try and improve this team. You lost Patrick Marlowe, which is the heart and soul guy, and a productive guy. Uh, Patrick Marlowe's played 82 games seven seasons in a row. This is a, an iron horse of hockey. You lost him. You didn't replace him. Uh, just looking at it real quick, Edmonton runs away with it, and Anaheim and uh, the Kings are fighting for, you know, fighting with Edmonton. What about Calgary, there. Mike? That defense is awesome. Yeah, they Calgary. They have a lot of young talent, and they have a good young, and they have a good goalie, Mike Smith, that finally gets a chance. Yeah. And he's a great fantasy player this year, too, Mike Smith. Yeah, I agree with you. They, they finally have a guy there. Calgary is a team that you've been saying for a couple of years now. They need to go get a goalie, need to go get a goalie. Is Mike Smith the answer? I don't think so, but I think he's better than what they've had the past few years. So He's not Henrik Lundqvist. Well, I, <laughs> no, that's, who, that's who I thought they should have gotten a couple of years ago. Yeah, and they are loaded with young talent. It's just, you know, young talent. Um, I like having a vet there. That's why I like Toronto. I like the Toronto board in Marlowe. I would have liked to see Calgary bring in a guy. Yeah. I would like seeing Calgary even bring a Ginla back and, and just, you know, bring in some sort of leadership, somebody that's won before, uh, you know, to me, I think they're, they're a bubble team. I think Anaheim is still just too good. And I think the Kings rebound. I, I could see the Kings being towards the top of that division again. Yeah. I just love that. I, I love that defense that they have. They brought in Travis Hammock to be a number four defenseman, uh, Giordano, Dougie Hamilton, um, TJ Brody. That's a good top four defense. Maybe the best in the Western conference. They made the playoffs the last year. Every one of them can move the puck, too. Every one of them can move the puck. Uh, Hamannick's going to fit right in. He's going to play great. He's close to home. He's happy. He's affordable. Sean Monaghan, another great fantasy play, if you guys are in fantasy. Um, he, he's, if you're in a face-off league, this guy drops to like the fifth round every single time, and I don't get it. He's a 30-goal scorer. So, Sean Monaghan, Johnny Goudreau had a rough year last year. So, does he bounce back? If he does, I think that they're going to be a top-three team in the Pacific. I agree with you about San Jose. I also agree with you about Edmonton taking the next step this year. A lot of fun in the Western Conference. If you guys watch or have late night uh, time that you're awake and you want to watch some good sports, watch Western Conference hockey, guys. It's on at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 10.30. You watch. These are big, fast skaters. It's a much different hockey game than the Eastern Conference. A lot more goals scored. I watch every single night. The Sharks are on. Every These are good teams, man. And if you're in fantasy, that's where you're going to get a lot of your players out of that Western Conference. Yeah, I, uh, right, I plan on getting the NHL package just because, uh, like you said, there's just so much action, so much scoring. I have 11.52, boys. Uh, Rob, we'll talk more NHL on Monday. Yep. You and I will have a lot more time to get over that. Also on Twitter, I mean, Rob said he's going to handle fantasy hockey this season. There's nobody that watches more hockey than Rob that I know, at least. So he's a great guy to have fantasy-wise, even NHL-wise. Hit him up on Twitter on our account or also uh, his account. We'll tag him for it. As far as the NFL, guys, we didn't touch on the Giants-Buccaneers as much as we should have or I would have liked. And the Seahawks Colts is the Sunday night game. To me, I think that's a runaway with the Colts winning that. Even if Doug Baldwin doesn't play, it doesn't matter to me. Vinny, that's our survivor pick. Anything on the Seahawks Colts? It's a big spread. They're going to win. Uh, I think they get it done at home. The Seahawks at home are the real deal. Um, we got a big time giant game, guys. We got a huge giant game going on. We're 0 3. Unless you guys want to talk about the uh, Arizona Coyotes and San Jose Sharks preseason game tonight. 
I would. <laughs> and I, I know people that would. Uh, but, Mike, just to, to clarify, you have the Seahawks winning the game. I do have the away, Seahawks right? winning. If I said I had the Colts winning, I apologize. Uh, it's early. I've only had one coffee. I think the Seahawks run away with this game. Yeah, I agree. I think the Seahawks, um, 13-point favorites. Uh, the Colts got their win last week. They got their news about Andrew Luck and then conflicting reports. I know he's going to practice next week. He might be back in two weeks. And I heard he might not practice until November. Um, conflicting reports on that, Mike, maybe your seven games is right on. But the Colts got their win. Now they have to go into a buzzsaw in Seattle. They're desperate. They know they played badly the first three games. Uh, national TV, I think we all agree about the Seahawks. Uh, Monday night football, Redskins, Chiefs, real quick. Um, second straight week, we see the Redskins in prime time. Last Sunday night, they had the big win at home. This week is going to be a different story in Kansas City. Yeah, I have Kansas City winning this game. I have Kansas City covering. I think the Redskins are better, but I don't think they're, you know, Kansas City's level. Kansas City's emerging as a favorite in that AFC. I like Kansas City. Love the Chiefs. I'm big, uh, bought big in, big, I bought big into the Chiefs this year. So I think they're going to be one of the better teams in the whole NFL, and I don't see them slowing down. The Chiefs get it done for sure. All right, and then the other game, our our home team, our favorite out in Tampa, the Giants. Spread is three. We hit on that before. As far as taking the team goes, I'm going to take the Giants reluctantly, taking the three points. The, the Tampa Bay, like I said, they're just so banged up. I think Eli Manning should be able to move the ball. Defense there, I'm looking for the Giants' defense to make a big play. I haven't seen it yet this year. I want to see a turnover. I want to see Collins bring one back to the house. Let me get your thoughts on that, guys. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think the Giants get their win finally. I think it's about time. Uh, Tampa Bay is banged up. And like I said, I think that Doug Martin injury is a really, really big deal. Well, suspension, I'm sorry. Um, and him not being there, I'm not intimidated by Jaquiz Rogers. I know he's been okay, I guess. But uh, they got exploited last week in Minnesota. I know Minnesota's a tough place to play. Um, they're looking to bounce back. But the Giants are 0-3. They've got to fight for their season. This is it. B.J. Goodson's a go. This guy had 18 tackles in week one. That, so that's a big deal. Um, the Giants got to get the, the – they got to move the ball. We saw signs of this offense finally uh, exploiting on uh, the fourth quarter against Philadelphia. We need to see that the whole game. And let's, let's get some points. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game as well. Yeah, it took the Giants three quarters to mesh against Philadelphia. They scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, usually when you score 24 points in a quarter, you pull out a win. Uh, the Giants didn't score 24 points in a game for eight games. They ended up doing it in a quarter. Um, if it takes that long against Tampa, it's obvious that they're not going to win the game. Uh, but if they can, they have mesh, one touchdown in their first eleven quarters this year. One touchdown then, in the first eleven quarters. So if they can mesh in the first half, um, usually on the road, I like when the Giants play defense first, and I hope that that happens. They cannot come out there, get the ball first, and go three and out and put pressure on their defense. Let the defense go out there, play against Jameis Winston, go them into some mistakes, maybe get some good field position. If they can get 10 points in the first half of this game, just 10 points, that's not a lot to ask. The Giants are going to win this game. The Giants are desperate, and I think that we're all on board. Maybe it's because we're fans, but I think that the Giants are uh, going to be able to pull this game out. As far as uh, fantasy pickups go, guys, we're running real quick. Uh, Josh Doxson, 9% Yahoo. I like him as a pickup. I think he's developing the chemistry with Cousins, not Pryor. Aaron Jones, the running back out in Green Bay. He should be picked up, but I wouldn't waste my top waiver claim, like I told you. Uh, Josh Gordon, supposedly he's going to be reinstated. 7% owned in Yahoo. I mean, if you have anybody to drop, I'm not dropping anybody of value. You could pick him up, I guess. I think the Zeke hearing is Monday. Alfred Morris is only 4% owned in Yahoo. That should be a hell of a lot more. 
1157 Over the Top Sports Radio. Robbie D, Big Mike, and Vinny the Shark is in Tampa Bay. Wrapping up this morning's show, we talked a lot of college football. Don't forget, Vinny, Vinny's picks will be posted on Twitter for College Today. Get those picks in. He's been hot this year in college football. Uh, so take a listen. He hit the big one last night. We talked NFL. We'll put some of our picks up. Uh, we put our five, four, three, two, ones up already. But if you have any questions, send us a tweet over the top sport on Twitter. Also, Goon uh, producer shared that video that we were talking about. So we talked a lot about this video. Some of you might not have watched it. He shared that on Twitter. Make sure you catch that on Twitter this week. Um, and we'll be back with you Monday night as well. Um, time now for final thoughts. Um, we'll start with you, Vinny. You're in Tampa Bay, man. You got the floor. All right. I like the Giants tomorrow. There's a lot of blue over here. The, people are excited to see their Giants in Tampa Bay. And Raymond James Stadium is a beautiful place. I came for the tailgate. It's beautiful down here. Anytime you guys can come down here, come hit up Tampa Bay. The Odyssey Strip Club is amazing. Go check that place out. But I want to throw out my final thought to Russell Westbrook. Five years, $205 million. It's the highest contract ever. This guy averaged a triple-double last year. The MVP, staying loyal to Oklahoma City. And he was offered this 90 days ago, but he waited until yesterday, Kevin Durant's birthday, to sign it. Hats off to Russell Westbrook. Yeah, my final thoughts. Uh, Terry Collins, he deserves to be fired, but he doesn't deserve to be ripped by the players right now anonymously. If you're going to say something about the manager that you had, you should put your name to it like David Wright said. This is not a good ending for the Mets season and not a good start for next season already that the players are fighting with amongst each other without putting their names on things. And it's just a terrible team. All right. Well, thank you guys for that. We got about a minute left in show. My final thoughts quickly, just because I had some fantasy hockey guys there for, for you fans. I talked a lot, a little bit um, before about guys that I think that are drafted too low. Patrick Line is one of them. He's ADP is 29 right now. That guy should be a first round pick. I'm sorry. You get 50 goals out of a 19 year old, especially in the keeper league. You take them. Um, Frederick Anderson, I love him. I love Mike Smith. There's some goalies that you can get. Also, Victor Arvidsson had 30 goals last year for Nashville. He's going like 130th right now in fantasy leagues. He's only going to get better. He's younger. Um, Zach Wierenski, a guy that's going late in, late in these drafts right now, he's manning the power play in Columbus. Don't forget, this is a power play that now has Artemi Panarin on it. They're going to score a lot more goals, so I like him as well. And Steven Samkos, going into the third round in drafts. Guys, if he's healthy, this guy's a top five player, top five goal scorer in the NHL. Um, so if you want to reach for him, do so. And um, if you're in a hits league, try to build around guys like Bufflin, guys like Ovechkin, who's going to get you the goals and hits. And then late, take Matt Martin. Try to steal the category. But any questions you have about fantasy hockey, fantasy football, fantasy baseball, let us know. Send us send them to us on Twitter. We'll be back with you 8 o'clock Monday night. We'll wrap up week four of the NFL. We'll talk hockey, and we'll preview the baseball players. So thanks for tuning in. Over the Top Sports Radio, Saturday morning special. Good night, everybody. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Sport, no S, and on Instagram at Over the Top Sports Show.